Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. The member of Congress here, we defer. Do you believe the House passage of the No War Against Iran Act yesterday will effectively curb Trump's ability to take military action without congressional approval? So this has always been a, a kind of gray explain area. It first, so we um, passed two resolutions. Um, one was ending the 2002 AUMF, the authorization to use military. That's why force. we got into Iraq, right? That was widely seen as um, we got in. That was there was 2000 and the 2001 AUMF, um, which is fighting Al Qaeda and terrorists. So we're fighting under that. The 2002 AUMF was largely seen as. Um, set out to take out the Saddam Hussein regime. That's the one Biden's always having to explain his vote for, right? That, so he's, yeah, so um, Barbara Lee was about the only person to vote against that. uh, Representative Barbara Lee from Oakland. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the one that many, like 27 Democratic senators voted for to give Bush authorization. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking in the House. Yeah, so in the House, Representative Barbara Lee was was the only person to vote (laughs) against um, that, if I recall correctly. um, No, I think that's the one that was right after Afghanistan. I think more people were for the Iraq war, right? Because by then they had sold it as... So that's what we repealed the 2002. Okay. And and she led that. Um, So now you've repealed this one, the 2002 one? Well, the House has. The House has. The House has. It won't pass the Senate. It, like, I... I, But you would like it to? I would like it to pass the Senate because I don't think we need these long, outstanding authorizations to use military force. I think Congress has abdicated many of its responsibilities, including with respect to war powers. Forever. And so, you know, to have these unending war powers out there... um, you know, I think is we should definitely stop the 2002 AUMF. I think we need to actually modernize the 2001 AUMF, but I've been hesitant to repeal it. I'm not co-sponsoring that until we have a sense of what a new authorization would look like. I think we need, like many people, that we need to find a pathway to ending our fight in Afghanistan and Iraq. However, um, I don't think it's healthy for a country to do that precipitously, right. to simply pull out. Um, okay. And then we voted to not authorize funding for a war with Iran and, and specifically saying the president does not have the authorization to go to war with Iran. Um, we had passed both of these as amendments to the National Defense Authorization Act. They were both stripped out in conference um, when we went to conference with the Republican Senate, so we passed them both on the House floor now. Okay. Rick Wilson, will the... Uh... Will the Lincoln Project formally endorse a candidate for 2020? Lincoln Project is, you explained it, it's your well, baby. Uh, me and a bunch of other former Republican guys who, uh, the, the Liam Neeson joke, you know, is, is a little tired, but we have a specific set of skills. We do the things that you talked about <laughs> just now, about going after... Oh, the dirty stuff. The dirty yeah. stuff. Well, and it's the effective <laughs> stuff. And yeah, it's, the effective stuff. And it's, yeah. it's, the, it's, it's the group of us that, that put it together. We're going to target both Donald Trump and Donald Trump's enablers. Now, we're not trying to pick the Democratic nominee. We're not trying to run their race or tell them how to do their policy or their ideology. But as an outside force that can do things that that the Democrats have demonstrably failed on doing a lot of the time, like actually getting in people's shit, um, we're we're sort of a pirate ship in that regard. And so we're going to go at... uh, We're going to go at a lot of folks on their their support of Donald Trump. We're going to go at a lot of folks in the Senate who have now put their, put their, their heads on the chopping block by following these votes that, are, that, that basically empower Donald Trump to be a lawless, reckless, corrupt president. So, but will you 
put up a candidate, I think, or endorse. We're not going to run a candidate. There's, there's not a candidate. You're not going to endorse one. We, well, that's that's a matter. We, like that's Bill a, Weld is running again. You know, immaterial. Look, the, the math doesn't exist right now for a Republican candidate to no. win the primary, and Donald Trump has shut off all of the state caucuses that matter, or state primaries that matter. So you can't really get to the nomination. So. Um, we're on the outside of that, so we're going to do as much as we can to make sure that Donald Trump is not reelected, um, using all the tools in our toolbox, and some of them are pretty frickin' nasty. Yeah. Mitch, what do you think of the DNC adjusting its debate qualifications? Is it fair to the other candidates that Bloomberg may be able to qualify? I don't think... I think the rules ought to be the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. Meaning? Um, well, they shouldn't change them. They set them. They had a big argument about them, and they ought to stay the way that they are. Mayor Bloomberg is is out there spending <laughs> a ton of money in areas that are not going to, and, and, and doing a pretty good job, from what I can tell. From so shouldn't we hear him at least? Standing up, yeah, at some point in time. But I know there was a dust up of this early on about some of the other candidates not being able to get in it. At some point in time, I suppose so. But it, it's a really difficult case for them to make today after taking the position that they took a couple of months ago. I feel ago. like when people lose, they just fight about the rules. Yeah. You in know, many ways. Yep. I mean, what do you think about, I mean, Cory Booker dropped out, Kamala Harris dropped out, and... <laughs> and there was some support for that, obviously. Yeah. And, I mean, they were... I didn't know what the argument was, because it's not like they're in a party that isn't trying to be diverse or that, uh, you know, banned them from the ballot box. It, they didn't get the votes. Yeah, but they couldn't get in on... Speaking of the change in those rules, That's they couldn't get in on that, right. right? They were like, hey, we have less than 1%, but well, we got to uh, reach out to the grassroots. So to change the rules for Bloomberg right now is right. kind of tricky. But I think... Now, here's my theory. Probably I'm the only person that thinks this. Part of the, the, the blowback against Kamala and Corey had nothing to do with them. They were perfectly fine candidates. I think it's the kind of delayed reaction of grief over some Democrats to Obama. Love him as a person. Still a great hero, but his policies, not so much. So they see a, they see Kamala and Corey who kind of look like Obama, politically speaking, and they go, yeah, we've had that enough and we need to go on to the next one. And that's my theory about well, why is some there, is of them... <clears throat> is there that much disappointment about Obama policies? I mean... Saving the economy, and, <laughs> right. what, what? bailing out the, yeah, bailing the out auto the industry, industry, and the, well, you know, but but, but healthcare. Well, I mean, for, but, well, but they were they were they were, they were yeah. complicated. It was not just policies. Art right? of the possible politics. Well, the I art feel of the like possible. That's what people don't get these days. But but he went around the country also picking on black people in a particular kind of fashion. Obama did. Oh yeah, picking on. But, yeah, yeah. Like, like let me give a quick example. So yeah. he went to Morehouse College, and he's lecturing them, and he's telling them now they're graduating from college. And he's saying, you know, nobody's going to give you anything you didn't deserve or that you didn't earn. Well, the only person who got an unearned degree that day was you, Obama, because they worked for theirs. And then he really kind of excoriated them. But when he went to Barnard College, he had none of that. So he was like, I was a young person. I know what it is. I claimed the white man was being racist against me. I doubt that. But then he turns around and goes to Barnett and doesn't excoriate them for the sexism. He went to the uh, Congressional Black Caucus and said, stop complaining, stop bitching, put on your bedroom slippers, go out there and war, because they were, they were saying to him, you got to have policies that are at least more respective of 14% uh, black unemployment. So, yeah, there was... Uh, Jeez, there was I can't even like Obama at any point. You can love him. You can love him. But I'm saying, it's been a rough day, a rough week. Leave me Obama for a little while. Here's my point. Well, here's my point. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I take him right now, no. damn right. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but notwithstanding All what right. the professor said, who I love, 
The polling data reflects it, that the Democrats in this country have a very high opinion of President Obama's tenure. And they were taking back in a second, okay. right? I, I, so would would too. I would, too. Okay. I would, too. I would, too. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it, audience. We'll see you next week. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.